Oh, you know what that means. <laughs> I get goosebumps every time. It's Liz and Scotty's Potty. Obviously, this is a Yellowstone-themed Liz and Scotty's Potty. From time to time, we will watch an episode, and if it's one that we really liked and we want to talk more about, we thought, you know what, we'll just uh, we'll just do it in podcast form. So uh, we both really liked this weekend's episode, which, correct me if I'm wrong, season five, episode four, mm-hmm. right? And for the record, there will be spoilers. I can't imagine that you don't understand that going in, but just so you know, if you haven't seen it yet and you don't want spoilers, uh, please stop your phone immediately or, or however you are listening to uh, to Liz and Scotty's potty. But we do appreciate you uh, checking out the podcast. And yeah, Liz and I came in this morning and both were just like, I've really enjoyed that episode. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of action. It was just a lot of like relationships on screen that we don't necessarily see all the time. And I loved it. I did too. And and, and I'm a little cheesy with this. Uh, I, I want the end of this series to be everyone getting what they want and everybody getting along, which obviously conflict makes for good drama. And I'm the biggest conflict avoider on the planet. And so I want everybody to be happy at the end, which is not going to happen. But it seemed like there was a lot of getting along last night. We'll get to that in a minute. Let's start with people not getting along. Okay, love it. Um, Because the episode began, last episode ended with Beth being arrested because she uh, got in a bar fight. My whole thought last week uh, on the bar fight was, okay... This is this is a simple little bar fight. Surely this is not going to cause a huge problem to the Dutton family. They've been getting out of problems much bigger than that for a long time. But everything kind of surrounding that, you know, whether they were using the music with it as she was being hauled away, kind of making it seem like it was going to turn into a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, long story short, it did not. Um, but she did have to have Jamie come and help her. Yeah, and I think that's why we got this very big dramatic scene of Beth in the bar fighting this other girl because this was going to be Jamie's shining moment of kind of having a little bit of a one-up on Beth. You can see it the second he gets through those jail doors and Beth's sitting there on the chair and he's just like, got yourself into a pickle, didn't you? Yeah. And Beth, of course, you know, has to throw, you know, slingers at Jamie. Well, Jamie's holding all the power right now because he's the only ticket for her to get out of there. Right. And you don't know how long it's going to last, but yeah. still kind of cool to see Jamie just it, it, they ended up getting the the charges dropped, which I thought was a great scene him and and the the lady in the bar fight too. Mm-hmm. He kind of talked to her about, you know, you're opening yourself. That was a a, a really good scene. But she's still going to get Beth is still going to get charged with disorderly conduct, and so she says something about Great, so I'm going to have to pick up trash on the highway or something. And she walks off, and Jamie gets to grin a little bit like, (laughs) absolutely, you do. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I fought for you so hard, but I'm going to still make you pay just a little bit. And we'll go ahead and we won't jump to other storylines. Since we're on this, we'll go ahead and get to this. Wouldn't you say the, the big reveal, the big thing of the episode was Jamie was giving Beth a ride home. Beth is throwing stuff in the back seat. She looks in the back seat and she sees the child seat. Mm-hmm. And I had forgotten all about 
the fact that Jamie had a kid. Me too. So that was definitely an, oh, here we go, mm-hmm. here we go moment. And it, it turned into that, didn't yes, it? Yes, of course. The typical Beth meltdown scene, and she is just beating Jamie as he's driving. They almost get into a wreck. Of course, Beth gets out of the car. Jamie follows. They have a screaming match. And then Jamie gets back in the car, and for a split second, yeah. you think, Jamie's going to hit Beth on the side of the road. Yeah, and, and and of course, this all has to do. If, if if you're new to all this, she brings up the fact that when they were kids, he took her to the abortion clinic. Um, that is the the basis for her hate all of these years and everything that she comes at Jamie with. Not only takes her to the abortion clinic, but basically sterilizes. Her. Yes, yes, yes. So when she realizes after she throws her fit. She takes it to the next level, the the next Beth level, mm-hmm. and gives us the new, the new plot twist, the new storyline. She says, "Jamie, I'm going to take fatherhood from you, basically, since he took motherhood from her, and uh, that throws Jamie for a loop because he knows how whack job she is, how crazy she is, what extent she will go to, and how powerful she can be." Yeah. Which is one of the reasons why you kind of see it running through his mind. He kind of grips up on the wheel, and as Liz said, you think for a split second, he's just going to run her down on the highway. Mm-hmm. He does not. Um, he goes on. So, And at that point, that just kind of simmers for a little bit. So. Yeah. <laughs> Put on the back burner. Yeah. So so Beth ends up uh, hitching a ride and, and getting back to the, uh, back to the ranch. Um, it starts with John Dutton, as far as his storyline. He's in the courthouse, still doesn't want to be the governor. Um, they're having a meeting, some people making decisions for him, and he's just like, well, that's nonsense. He fires them all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Did you roll your eyes at that? Because I thought I thought during that scene, it was like a Scotty eye roll moment. Yeah, kind of, kind of. I mean, it it made sense. Basically, it was going with the populist view of, and I don't know if, populist capital p but just the the view of the people who are just like there's so much waste in government and here they are john dutton the common sense guy is pointing out the ridiculousness of some of the things that they are meeting about Mm -hmm. he fires a room full of people but the good news for us is that at some point that and jamie calling him saying hey beth got arrested so he reaches out to his confidant uh the former governor and now senator for montana and she's fantastic yes and i love it anytime those two get together exactly because they're so cute together i just want them to wind up together but there's i don't know they're both so smart and i think that is the only person that john sees as an equal to him and that respects um he respects her opinion and so it's really sweet you know john going okay i'm governor Help me, because I have a few problems, and I have no idea where to turn. And she points out that uh, his biggest problem as the governor is going to be the environmentalist, which kind of leads to a couple of other storylines here. Number one, the whole wolf getting shot thing. Mm -hmm. He gets to his office, and some of the the fish and wildlife guys are in his office, so he kind of has to go through that. Um, And basically, she tells him, you need to get an environmentalist on your staff because you don't know anything about them. You need to know how they think. And I will admit, Summer triggered in my mind when he said that. Summer, um, but I forgot that she was in jail. Mm. I, that part had slipped my mind, but I thought, oh, this is how they're going to get Summer back in the mix. Yeah. Then later in the episode, 
They come back from commercial or something. You open up and you see Summer in jail. And I'm like, oh, he had talked about how do I pardon somebody? She explained it. And I'm like, okay, now that part's starting to come together. Yep, exactly. So she gets out of jail and here it goes with him and her again kind yeah. of thing. You think that's going to be an ongoing thing or no? That relationship? Uh, at least for right now, at least for this season. Again, I'm still hopeful that he will get with the former governor. Okay. Um, but it is fun to see her rile up Beth's feathers. Yes. She is not Beth's equal. And I think this new bad girl that we're seeing, the, the two of them have not faced off yet. But you get the impression that she might be Beth's equal. Summer is not. No. But Summer is a good fly in the ointment, a burr in the saddle. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she is enough that she can just tweak her a little bit, and that's kind of fun. Yeah. So. And it is funny, too, because Summer thinks she's best equal. Right. Summer thinks sometimes she has the upper hand, which we all know is not right. the case. Right. But it is still fun to see just Beth get irked by her. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so Summer spends the night with John, even though she says she's not going to. Yeah. One of the other things that uh, we talked about, there were a lot of good relationship things in there. One of them that stood out to me, and it was just a simple thing, but it shows us how different do we look at Rip now than we did in the first season. Mm -hmm. Because Rip was just dark and murderous and, you know, in the first couple of seasons. But we see so much more of his humanity now. He and the Cowboys are riding when they look down and they see the Native Americans that are uh, digging the grave. Rip goes down and talks to him. They need some help, and he instantly gets off his horse. Go get us some shovels. We're helping mm-hmm. here. Well, that it, was just such a little thing, but it just warmed my heart, and I was like, eh, I'd like to see more of that. Yeah, me too. And, I mean, they showed it when he was helping out the other cowboys. But I kind of think that Rip is now becoming the voice of reason in Yellowstone. Yeah. Because John Dutton kind of has this, my land is my land, and nobody's getting anything of it. And he kind of tunes out anybody that tells him otherwise. Rip is kind of that, I don't want to say dark shadow, but he kind of foreshadows the fact that this is not going to end well for the Duttons. And he's come to that realization, but nobody else has. Yeah. He knows where it's going and he's going to do everything he can to stop it, but he knows that he's not going to be able Mm -hmm. to stop it. So that was a neat thing. And then uh, kind of the the whole, um, the ceremony where they buried uh, Casey and Monica's boy. Uh, baby got, John, baby John, mm-hmm. even starting with the the music and the the caravan of cars that are heading that direction and them just being in the in the in the car quiet and the little guy, uh, the son is there in the car, yeah. too. But and nobody's talking. I just thought that was beautifully shot where you see all of the vehicles going together, but nobody's talking. Mm hmm. And then they get uh, they they get to do the ceremony, and I was a little confused last week where who was actually going to get to be at the ceremony mm-hmm. because they said John couldn't be there, and I you just felt like it was a native. I thought for a minute that Casey wasn't going to be allowed to be there. I thought something he said made me think that, so I was very glad that he was there standing next to Monica as they were doing the ceremony. By this time, Beth had gotten back to the ranch. She's just watching it from afar. John Dutton, who didn't know what was going on either, joins her, and they kind of have a little moment there just watching it. Yeah. And then I really liked I'm, – I'm, Chairman Rainwater is really growing on me. Really? I really like him. I hope that – just like I do with everybody, I hope he and John can work it out in the end. Um, but he has a great line about 
um, uh, what did he say? They the, want comfort, but they didn't yeah. want. The grieving is for. Don't need help grieving. Yes, yeah. but they always need help with comfort or something. Yeah. Grieving they need to do alone. Yes. But they can always use more comfort. Mm-hmm. And by that time, it was starting to break up a little bit. And you mentioned that beautiful scene with, mm-hmm. with John and Monica. God, I just love them together to begin with because they had so much contention at the beginning of the show. And now that they've kind of formed a special bond and this this scene, you get to see John in a really, really broken down state. And he's always so soft and gentle with Monica right yeah, now. Yeah. And I just love that he tells this story about he had a brother for about 18 hours. He died when he was a baby. And he just had this beautiful story, and I don't want to screw it up, about how they he lived a perfect life because it was only 18 hours, and he only knew his parents' love. Yeah. And I was sobbing yeah. during this entire scene. And that was the first time we saw Monica feel a little bit better. Yeah. And she, she says, thank you, yeah. and gives him a hug. and yeah, you know. and you, Yeah, and you just want to give her a hug, and I think she kind of felt a little bit more at peace yeah. because of it. Yeah, it was just a, a beautiful scene mm-hmm. all the way around. And it ties the whole John Dutton's horse dying, too, a couple episodes back. I thought that was a little unnecessary in the beginning, but now I'm like, okay, I get it. This little baby John gets to be buried with the John Dutton's horse, and that's a connection that I think John Dutton will forever hold. Yeah, it was part of the part of the Native American yeah. ritual is that now the, the baby will have a horse to to either ride to heaven or to ride around in heaven and yeah that was a really beautiful thing and then the episode ends with the the little run in with uh with Beth and Summer mm-hmm. and Beth says I'm not starting this day sober and she starts hitting the bottle yeah and so you wonder okay is 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 her because she's always been a drinker she's kind of been away from it for a while mm-hmm. not that she's not uh been drinking but it just hasn't been a huge storyline since the story, the episode ends with her at whatever it is, five, six o'clock in the morning, the sun's starting to come up and she's pouring a bottle. I'm like, okay, is, is her drinking now going to become part of the storyline? Well, did I you see know. the smoke? There was smoke in the distance. It looked like there was a fire that was happening. Okay. I missed that. Yeah. And so I don't know what's going to happen with that. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. And we didn't even talk that much about Jamie and, and the other bad girl. Um, I don't know. I have a feeling I'm going to like her because maybe she, I like anybody who stands up to Beth. I, okay. you guys know, I, I like Beth, but I get enough of Beth a lot of times. So if there's anybody that can take her down a notch or two, I'm always uh, a little excited about that. So, but they still haven't met yet, which that's going to be interesting. That'll yeah. be when, when the two of them finally lock horns, which you assume is coming, that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and to see if. Is Jamie going to be smart enough not to get caught in her web? Yeah. Is, is I think, one of the things we'll have to watch moving forward, too. But. Yeah, and I think that will be a problem. Yeah. A <laughs> couple of music notes. Number one, there was also a great scene of uh, the, the Yellowstone Cowboys helping out another ranch that was shorthanded. And they do these beautiful scenes with the Cowboys a lot of time and put music in the background. It caught Liz's attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the Zach Bryan, right? Yeah, his voice sounded really familiar. And I was like, I know for a fact that we've played him on the radio. And sure enough, Zach Bryan, Something in the Orange. But the song that was played in the Yellowstone episode was called, like, As Good As I'll Be or something like that. And it was just a really good 
song. And then I went into a little bit of a deep dive with Zach Bryan. And he's got a really interesting story. His parents were both, you know, in the service. He was born in Japan. He served in the Navy. And it was just a fantastic little deep dive. And I'm excited to hopefully hear more from Zach Bryan, whether that be on Yellowstone or on the radio. It's never the main part of a show, but you have a feeling that, that Taylor Sheridan, mm-hmm. as, he, as he starts off, he's like... He's doing everything he can to feature some of these newer, non-mainstream Texas-type artists that, that we talk about and mm-hmm. and uh, do an entire scene. And it's, again, shot beautifully, number one. And the music always just goes so well with it. And one other little musical note, uh, Lainey Wilson, who obviously is, is a character this season, was not in this episode, but one of her songs was on the jukebox or the overhead music in the bar. Um and I heard it, and I thought, ah, that sounds a little bit like her, and I wondered. And then she tweeted later. She's like, hey, did you guys catch my new song? And you looked it up. What's the name of it? Friends? These friends? Yeah, these friends? good friends, I think. Good friends, something like or, that. Or, yeah, new friends, new yeah. friends. Yeah. Okay. And I think her, an, another new song was featured when she was playing in the bar the past episode. So right. maybe she just has her whole album on this Yellowstone season. Yeah, this, this ought to be good for her career. Yes. <laughs> Nonetheless, so there you go. Just uh, our thoughts. We we just both thought this was a really good episode and wanted to talk about it just a little bit. So thank you so much for uh, taking the time to listen to Liz and Scotty's Potty. It's available wherever you get podcasts. Google, Apple, Spotify. Just uh, search for Clear 99 On Demand and subscribe. You can get them that way. Uh, plus, always available to at clear99.com. Morning. We're having our, our Thanksgiving little get-together today. We do the thing where you bring it in, a covered dish is what we used to call it in, in the Baptist church. Yes. Some some folks call it a carry-in. What Did you bring anything, Liz? Scotty. <laughs> no. You didn't bring anything? Do I ever bring anything? Do I subject people to my cooking? You know what? No. There's a bag of chips. A veggie tray. I'll just tattoo slacker on my forehead. Once again, I am bringing in Baptist Betty's Red Hot Jello. I don't care how many <laughs> years I bring it in and nobody ever eats it. I don't care. I will continue to bring it in. And it's here. And as a loving morning show partner, I will grab a big old scoop and put it on my plate. It's a clear country morning. Clear 99.